0: a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I have to give some very special shout-outs to a very special taleblazer, Madeline. Thank you so much, Madeline, for listening to Girl Tales. I hope you have an awesome week. Grown-ups, Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. If you'd like to hear your child's name at the top of the next episode, or if you would like me to wish them a happy birthday, head to patreon.com slash and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Ms. Katrina Van Tassel. Enjoy. I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Well, before she was my friend, she was my theater teacher. Her name was Ms. Van Tassel. Or, now that we're both grown-ups, I I call her Katrina. Well, I try to remember to call her Katrina. She's always reminding me to call her that. I will never forget the day that I met Ms. Vanta—um, I mean, Katrina. I had just moved to the town I live in now, Freshwater, New York, from my old home in Niagara Falls— I didn't know a single soul, and I absolutely did not want to be here. It was my first week of school in Freshwater, and I spent every single recess leaning up against the brick wall of the schoolhouse, staring down at my brand new penny loafers, waiting for someone, anyone, to come and ask me to play. The end of the week came, and nothing My eyes welled with tears and my chest grew tight with anger as I watched the other kids play kickball, jump rope, and even plan their Halloween costumes. It was only September, but everyone seemed to take Halloween very seriously around here. I didn't understand this town, and I certainly didn't understand the other kids. They all looked right past me. What was I, invisible? I never had a hard time making friends in Niagara Falls. And what was the big deal about Halloween anyway? The school bell rang, and I slowly made my way back inside. I looked at my schedule. It was time to make my way to my first theater class. I followed the other kids down the hallway to a bright blue door with old stained glass. When the door opened, it brushed up against bells, creating a song as we all peeked in. The sun shined straight through music notes and drama masks made of brightly colored tissue paper, scotch-taped to a ginormous wall of windows. This room felt like magic. The other students found their way to yellow chairs in front of the small stage at the front of the class. I followed suit, but made sure to take a seat in the very last row by what were some very extravagant costumes. As I took my seat, I could hear the click-clack, click-clack, click-clack of high heels. There she was, on the tiny stage in all her glory. Red tendrils piled on top of her head, donning a long purple and green velvet robe draped down to the ground. Hello, students! I am your theater teacher, Ms. Katrina Van Tassel. I could not help but smile at her. Welcome back! I hope you've all had a lovely summer. I see some very special familiar faces, and some not-so-familiar but equally especial faces. She winked in my direction. She could see me? Maybe I wasn't invisible after all. There is no time to waste, Miss Van Tassel declared. For the next two months, we will be rehearsing for our annual Halloween show, The Tale of the Headless Horseman. Auditions will be held next week, and I expect you all to prepare a monologue from the script. She told us as she passed out a script to each one of us. You will all have a role in this production, but only one of you will be cast as the lead role of the Headless Horseman. I've been practicing all summer, Ms. Van Tassel, a boy named Victor in the front row shouted. I've been preparing for this play my whole life a girl named Juniper retorted. Yes, children, I am sure you have. I look forward to your auditions, Miss Van Tassel responded, quieting both of them down. Are there any questions? Miss Van Tassel asked the class. I am not sure what inspired me, but before I knew it, my hand was raised. And I asked the question, "'What is the tale of the Headless Horseman?' A gasp swept across the room. All eyes were on me. I was in agony. Why did I have to ask that question? I hadn't spoken all week, and it was just fine. Why speak up now?' But Miss Van Tassel smiled warmly at me. "'What a very good question, Rebecca.' Suddenly, the room grew dark. A spotlight centered itself on Ms. Van Tassel's face. Music quietly crept up from what appeared to be nowhere as she began to tell the tale. Many years ago, during the American Revolutionary War, a Hessian soldier lost his life and his head in the Battle of White Plains here In New York His body was rushed quickly away by his fellow soldiers But in their haste to escape the battlefield They forgot to search for the soldier's head The Hessian soldier was buried in the old Dutch graveyard In a town called Sleepy Hollow But his head was never found It is said that every Halloween night, the soldier rises from his grave, steals a jack-o'-lantern from a nearby home as a replacement for his head, and rides his horse out of Westchester County, through the Catskill Mountains, and even through the woods here in freshwater. He spends the night furiously searching for his head and And for revenge. revenge. The rest of the class recited that last line in unison. The other kids had clearly heard this tale many times over. The lights came back up and the music disappeared. An excitement had overtaken the classroom, and I would be lying if I said I didn't feel it too. Even if I was a little spooked out. I spent all week preparing my monologue. I even mustered up the courage to ask Victor and Juniper to rehearse with me. And wouldn't you know it, they agreed to. I was starting to make friends in Freshwater. The auditions came and went, and I got cast in the role of soldier number two. Juniper was cast as the Headless Horseman, the role she had prepared for her whole life. And Victor was very excited to play the narrator. We rehearsed every day leading up to Halloween, the night of our performance. Ms. Van Tassel taught us everything there was to know about acting in the theater how to write down your blocking, how to make sure the audience can't see you when you're backstage, and how to project your voice so everyone in the theater can hear you. It was the best time of my life. I loved theater. And I was even beginning to understand why everyone in freshwater loved Halloween so much. But then, the week before our show, our principal, Mr. Brom, walked into the class as we waited for Ms. Van Tassel. He was accompanied by a very slender, pompous-looking man. His nose was persistently up in the air, and his eyes stared down at us and he was carrying a yardstick in his hand. How strange. Who was this guy? Class, Mr. Brom called us to attention. I am very sad to announce that Miss Van Tassel is sick. She will be fine, but she will be out the rest of the week. This is awful. Our play is next week. We need Miss Van Tassel or we'll never be able to put up the show. Victor dramatically cried out. This is more than awful, Juniper added on. This is a tragedy. Half the class started to cry. The other half was murmuring about what we would do. How could we ever get this production up in time? Class? Mr. Brom yelled out, and the room fell to a hush. I understand that we are all very sad about Miss Van Tassel, but we are leaving this production in very good hands. Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh. As the years went on, I realized that Mr. Brom was very forgetful. Crane... Mr. Ichabod Crane, the man interrupted. Yes, that's right. Mr. Crane comes to us from a faraway town where he was a music teacher and apparently is an avid fan of spooky stories. I expect you all to be on your best behavior. I look forward to seeing your production. When is it again? On Halloween! Victor called out. Oh, yes, yes, said Mr. Brom. Well, have fun. Does anyone remember where my office is? The week leading up to the show was terrible. Mr. Crane tore down the bells hanging above the door, and he tore down the tissue paper drama masks taped to the windows. He rewrote the script entirely, he completely changed the costumes, and worst of all, he decided that no one was good enough to play the Headless Horseman. So he cast himself! It was the role Juniper had prepared for her whole life, and now she was just going to play some background character. She was utterly heartbroken. I was so mad that we were stuck with Mr. Crane, and I missed Ms. Van Tassel desperately. But every time someone from the class tried to speak up, Mr. Crane would whack his yardstick down on the desk to silence us. We tried to ask the principal, Mr. Brom, to do something, but whenever he was scheduled to speak with Mr. Crane, he'd simply forget to show up to the meeting. The most bizarre thing about Mr. Crane was that every time we rehearsed, he would spook himself out. We'd get to a particularly scary part where he'd have to appear on stage as the Headless Horseman, and he'd run out of the room screaming because it was too scary. (coughs) We never made it through the whole play because of him. I actually noticed that it wasn't just the play that frightened Mr. Crane. He was afraid of nearly everything. I decided to follow him on his way home one day just to see if I could get a better grasp of who Mr. Crane was. He walked through a path in the woods with his nose in a very large book filled with spooky stories. And every time a tree moved or a chipmunk made a rustle in the bushes, he'd shriek and run for cover. Why on earth Mr. Brom hired a man who was afraid of his own shadow to direct a spooky Halloween play was beyond me. I knew I had to do something. It was two days before the performance, and it was not getting any better. I met with Victor and Juniper, and the three of us took action. We marched our way over to Ms. Van Tassel's home. Even if she was sick, she seemed to be the only dependable grown-up who could fix all of this. And we were desperate. We came upon her house in the woods. It was a beautiful little cottage with a beautiful little garden. And to the side, in a fenced-in area, was a large and elegant-looking horse, black as night. I'll admit the horse distracted us from our mission. We stopped for just a moment to pet him. As we were doing that, we heard a a voice behind us. Huh? Huh? Choo! I see you've met Baltis. It was Miss Van Tassel. Boy, was she a sight for sore eyes, even if her eyes were watery and her nose was stuffy. Miss Van, Van Tassel! Tassel! We all cried out, and we bombarded her with cries for help. There's a man named Mr. Crane, and he carries a yardstick. Victor yelled out. He's completely changed the show, and he even took my part, Juniper cried. But he's so scared of the show, he screams and runs out of the room before we can even finish rehearsing, added Victor. He's afraid of everything, even the trees in these woods scare him. It is awful, Miss Van Tassel. We need your help. The show will be ruined. Please come back. I begged her. Children, it means so much to me that you came here, and that does sound just awful, but I am still sick. I just can't come to school until I rid myself of this uh flu. She told us, looking at us through her watery eyes. You will just have to figure out a way to make it work. We felt defeated. We said our goodbyes to Miss Van Tassel and her horse Baltus and made our ways to our respective homes. There was nothing we could do if Miss Van Tassel couldn't help us. Then Halloween came, the day of the show, The schoolhouse was decked out in spiderwebs and pumpkins, there was a Halloween parade in the schoolyard, everyone's costumes were fully decked out, and there was no shortage of candy. All of Freshwater was thrilled that Halloween was here, except for Miss Van Tassel's theater class. We knew our show that night would fail, and we'd completely embarrass ourselves in front of the entire town. We all arrived at the theater that night, ready to perform, come what may. But Mr. Crane was nowhere to be found. Now we were all even more mad. Where could he have gone? He was our headless horseman. The show couldn't happen at all if he wasn't here. Rumors had started to spread backstage. Juniper thought she saw Mr. Crane running in the opposite direction of the school while she was on her way to the theater. Something in the woods must have spooked him so bad that he ran clear out of town. But what could it have been? Oh my goodness, said Victor. Was it the the headless horseman? You know, like like the real one? The entire class gasped. (gasps) Maybe it was. That's when we heard a galloping of hooves outside of the theater. We all rushed out to see what it was all about. As we reached the outside, we saw a dark figure on top of a horse with a jack-o'-lantern for a head. It was making its way right toward the school, right toward us. "'It's him! It's the Headless Horseman!' yelled Juniper. I was terrified. The whole class was terrified, and they started to scream and tried to make their way back into the school.' For a reason that I cannot explain until this day, I decided to stay put and wait for the figure to approach. The horse slowed down to a gallop and stopped in front of me. The dark and scary figure looked down at me. It wore a long purple and green velvet robe and this dark horse looked awfully familiar I realized then and there it was Baltus the figure pulled the jack-o'-lantern off of its head and red curls popped out from underneath it was Miss Van Tassel come back everybody I yelled to the rest of the class it's Miss Van Tassel the rest of the students rushed back. Who's ready to put on a show? Ms. Van Tassel asked the class with a bright smile as she leaped off of Baltus. We all cheered and gave her the biggest group hug. We made our way to our places backstage and expertly performed the play the way we had intended it before Mr. Crane had ever arrived. The whole town loved it. And we even got a standing ovation. Every time I see Ms. Van... I mean, Katrina, I still thank her for making my first year in Freshwater a perfect one. And for making me fall in love with theater and with Halloween. I've asked her once about what happened to Mr. Crane that night. What spooked him? What made him disappear? All she did was shrug her shoulders and say, oh, I don't know, must have been the Headless Horseman, as she winked in my direction. That was Ms. Katrina Van Tassel, written, produced, and performed by me, Rebecca Cunningham. Original theme music by Eli Denby Wood and Amy Geisbers Van Wyck. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, I believe in you.
1: He and princess Ain't about the dresses Yes.